Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's turn to the Word of God. The book of Matthew is where we turn our attention. Chapter 13 is where we arrest our thoughts and pick up the reading at verse number 47. New Living Translation says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was was full, they dragged it upon the shore, onto the shore, sat down, and sorted the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand all these things? Yes, they said, we do. Then he added, every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. You may go to your seats around the building, even in the presence of our God. That B clause tells us the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. I want to talk this morning from the subject a new message from an old story. A new message from an old story. The old story, the story of the Bible that is not archaic, it is not something that is in the past, it is not something that has lost its relevancy. As it comes against persons who talk about a new gospel and talk about the very fact that the things of old do not apply to what goes on today. Many of you realize as I reread the Bible, we read a timeless message, a message that is, in, that is filled with points and issues, meeting us where we are. Matter of fact, it is the great predictor of that which has not come yet. But God is speaking to us now, preparing us, shaping us, building us up. Matter of fact, you, under, you do not see tomorrow, but God does. And so we are so grateful for this old story, starting in the book of Genesis, weaving its way through Malachi, speaking through the Old Testament prophets, as we did last night out of the book of Hosea, talking about full court press, 
the reality of how the Old Testament talks about that which is going to happen, the reality of a soon coming king, the reality of a, of a virgin birth, a matter of fact, one who comes to die for our sins. And of course, in the Old Testament, we realize we live by the law, but now we transition to the love of God. We realize that rules and regulations do not save us, but what we do realize that it is an everyday walk with God. Every day with Jesus, sweeter than the day before. You realize that as I go through life's journey, dealing with the twists and the turns, the falls and the trips, all of the things that could potentially come our way. But here it is that in this morning message, a new message from an old story coming to church on a regular basis, reading one's Bible, dealing with meditation, different classes and seminars and revivals, being able to pour into your mind the kinds of things that help you, inspire you, the things that get you fired up, give you enthusiasm for tomorrow. And then we realize that every time we come to the Word of God, that we can get a new message from an old story. As a matter of fact, I was sharing the other day with, with uh, Pastor Lancaster, sharing with him of how one week I went to a revival. Every night, the preacher preached from the same text. I can still hear it clearly, Psalm 150, from Monday through Friday. Every night, he preached from the same text, that same word. But even though he's preaching from that same text, fresh manna comes on a regular basis. You realize, Monica, that we realize that fresh manna comes from the Word of God because the Word of God is fresh. It is exciting. And every time we open it up, it can speak to our situation. Not only does it speak to my current, but it also speaks to my future. Every, every now and then, I've got to be reminded on how far the Lord has brought me. And that's what brings us to this text. In Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 with this old, this new message from an old story. And he in essence said, let me start with the leaders. Because if I can start with the leaders, I can start with those who think they know the word of God. Think they have spiritually arrived. And even though they think they have arrived, I need them to know that I can, I can give them new understanding. You realize that when we walk with God, there are those who think they are church experts. They think they are Bible experts. They think that it was the Trinity plus them. They think that they were a part of the Sanhedrin. Matter of fact, these individuals are more effective with running people away from church than they are with bringing people to the church. They know the rules. They know what should be worn. They know the, the length of a skirt. They realize that the language ought to be a certain way. They are in a spiritual box. But you need to understand, my brothers and sisters, that it is a new day. But even though it is a new day, we've got a message that can reach us in the new day. A new day, regardless of whether you into tattoos or not, whether you're into braids, whether you're into whether you're into earrings for men, whatever it is, you need to realize that what really happens is happening on the inside and working its way to the outside. 
Oh, I feel something happening in here this morning. I feel something being stirred up. It's a new message from an old story. And I thank God. And we sang that. We sang it so well, Brother Milton, talking about that old story. But I'm thinking about how God can speak to us right where we are. I, he said, I'm going to start with the leaders. I'm going to start with the leaders because if I can get the leaders to turn around, I can expect I can affect others in the congregation. He said, I need to speak to y'all. I need to have a word with you. But the first thing I not to need to share this morning is number one, salvation can bring one's life into perspective. You think that you were in perspective unsaved, but now that I get the relationship with the Lord, now I come to a new understanding from an old story. The old story that we had persons who dragged us to church and we didn't want to be in church in the first place. And some of you can remember when you came to church and you had no intention in hearing the message. I know I didn't. I, I came to, and I I intended when our, my pastor would get up to preach, that was sleeping time. I brought my sunglasses to church because, yeah, and that was way before George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, but I brought my sunglasses to church because when the pastor got up, I said, it's sleeping time. I would drop down in my seat and get a nice position, and then I would be there until he got to the close of the sermon because I, because I always knew the close of the sermon because he would rise up and then when he would start to rise up we had one deacon who would shout not yeah that because we didn't come from a shouting church but we get one deacon he would get up and run across and run back to his seat and I, I and matter of fact and when he would start his run that's when I started to rap thing I said we getting ready to go home now because this thing is about over but I had no intention but I, what I'm trying to tell you is that the growth factor is that we come to a point that now as mature believers, we come with a sense of urgency and expectancy. We need a word from God. Matter of fact, the question, is there any word from the Lord? I need to hear a word, Bishop Brooks, that when I come into the house of God, I need for the Lord to speak to my situation deal with whatever's going on, fight my battles, answer my prayer, throw out a lifeline, pull me out of my muck and my mire and my negative thoughts. I'm thanking God for a new message. I'm thanking God for a new message, a new message that can come from an old story. This book that's been around a long time, but it's still the, the best book in town. Matter of fact, there are books on the New York Times bestseller list that will be on. They'll go off. But here is a book that, that has stood the test of time. And regardless of the translation, if you've gone from King James, the New King James, the New International Version, the New Living Translation, the New Revival, standard, whether you're looking at uh, this, uh, it's something like the Message Bible or the Good News Bible or the Life Application. No, I'm thinking uh, the New Living Bible. I'm thanking God for this message that is able to speak to my situation. And here it is. I was in college and matter of fact, at my early years in college, I was not necessarily doing well as a student and so I, I, saw, I thought that God would bless me if I at least would read through the books of the 
Bible. I, I read from Genesis to Revelation. I should have been reading my homework, but I was reading through the books of the Bible because I was I was saying, if I read this, perhaps God is going to help my intelligence. Well, that didn't quite work that way. But I need to tell you that we need to make sure that our lives will line up with the Word of God, God's Word, God's will, how God can, can meet us right where we are, give us just what we need, deacon over the just when we need it. It is a new message. Every time I come into the house of God, I hear something new. Something new, something new, something that will energize, inspire, something that will lift my spirit. I'm thanking God for the newness of the word. Do I, I believe I got some witnesses out here. And so salvation has the ability to bring one's life into perspective, into perspective. That's what he said. I'm talking now to every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple. In other words, Jesus is saying, you can be a teacher of religious law, but not a disciple of Jesus Christ. I need you to become a disciple. And then once you become a disciple, yes, in the kingdom of heaven, it's going to be like a homeowner who brings from his store storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. As a matter of fact, I can take the old and the new and bring it together. And that's the greatness about the great God that we serve. He can take the old and the new and bring us all together to his glory. We don't need all of us in the church to be the same. We, we have to understand that, that church needs to be diverse. The church has to reach on every level. It it has to be intergenerational. It can be persons who, who grew up in church and some folk like we heard yesterday who are on the street. But I thank God that the gospel can bring them around. And when the gospel brings us around, I can give God, I don't have to hesitate, Calvin. I can give God praise and I can lift up my hands. I can give God praise. I don't have to be in the church to give God praise that wherever I am, I will lift up my hand and I will give God the glory. I'm thanking God. So he said, you're going to find new gems, new gems right here. You got, you knew the old stuff, but now you're going to take that which is old and mix it with something that is new, the gems of truth. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to bring gems of truth into our life. He wants to reveal things to us. That's where that word revelation, I need to reveal something to you. I need to show you the what lies ahead because you know the Old Testament shepherd, the shepherd could see further than the sheep because the sheep has limited vision. The, a sheep can only see about six feet, but the shepherd, uh, Reverend Flagler, can see further. And I'm thanking God. And I like that testimony you were giving yesterday. He said, I know the street. And I thank God that after we went out there on Eastern Avenue, now we got requests, Reverend Flagler and Deacon Pitt. Uh, we got requests. Now, I need you to come to Wheeler Avenue. I need you to come to this street. I need for you to come to that corner because I'm thanking God that when you have a boldness about the word of God, there is no limit to what God, do I have a witness in here? I will bless the Lord at all times. 
So the second thing I need to understand, I need to lay out in this particular service, number two, believers are kept by their decisions to follow the Lord. When you make a decision to follow the Lord, the Lord has keeping power. He'll keep you in your right mind. He'll keep you focused. He'll keep you directed. I'm thanking God that that's what we've got to do even before I come into the house of God. I got to fall on my knees and pray, God, I need for you to speak to me. I need for you to shine. And we talked last week about shining. I'm thanking God that we need to shine not for ourselves, but we need to shine. Do I have some folk in this room who don't mind shining? I don't mind blessing the Lord. I don't mind giving God praise. You don't know what I've come through. You don't know what I'm going through. But I'm thanking God for a new message. I'm thanking God. The best is yet to come. I'm thanking God that I'm going higher. I'm thanking God that he can speak to my situation. I'm thanking God that he can, make, he can do a miracle out of a mess. I'm thanking God that he can turn lives all. Do I have a witness in here this morning? I can celebrate that God can turn things around. Believers are kept by their decisions to follow the Lord. I'm thank God how he can keep us, Lord. Keep, keep me in my mind. Keep me in the right spirit. It's right here in the text. It said that the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. Every kind. You got smart fish. You got hood fish. You got all kind of fish. We're going to bring all fish of every kind. And when the net was full, and they dragged it onto the shore. They sat down and they sorted the good fish into crates but threw the bad ones away. Uh, they got the good fish and because nobody wants to eat bad fish. I, I, I want the good fish and put it in the crate but they threw the bad ones away. There's a message in there because God, it says the net was out there and it grabbed everybody. It grabbed the mind. I talked last week about the weed in this service. Uh, it, grabbed, it grabbed the wheat and the weeds. Uh, it grabbed the good fish and the bad fish. But then when they got it in the crate, uh, then it says uh, they, took, they took the good fish, put it in the crate uh, out of the net, uh, but they threw the bad ones away. I don't want to be thrown away by God, but I want God to take me and put me in a crate. Uh, the crate is uh, a time of protection. I'm thanking God that I can be protected by God. Who am I talking to this morning? And you can thank God I made it through another week because I'm in the crate. I made it through another month because I'm in the crate. I made it through another birthday because I'm in the crate. I made it through another year of working on the job because I'm in the crate. I'm making it because I'm in the crate. The crate is my sense of protection. My thank God. And that's what the church is. The church is like a crate. Uh, yeah, I, 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 that's why I got to stay in the church. Because there, there's blessings in the church. There's a blessing in relationship with God. I told the people yesterday, out, as we were out there street, if you're looking for the perfect church, you're never going to find it. And if you want to find the perfect church as a believer, the only way you're going to be able to get there is to physically, die because I believe 
that in heaven, they still have in church. And everybody there, oh, come on, somebody, because I've been cleansed. Oh, come on, yeah, I, I, I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And I believe that praise is perfect once I get there. But the thing I got to do, I got to get there. I got to get there. See, there's a whole lot of folk who are on the outside. You got to be on the inside. One of the greatest examples of all time is Noah and the ark, as Noah is building the ark and bringing all the animals on. And, 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 and anybody on the ark was better than anybody off the ark. Do I have a witness here? As a matter of fact, and everybody on the ark was not in a perfect, this was not an ocean liner. This was an ark. And matter of fact, and you're on the ark. And you're on there with animals that are not house trained. And so they're not house trained. So therefore, they will go whenever they get ready to go. Because some of you know something about your pets. And that's one of the worst things about a pet is, that, is during that time when you got to train them. They got, you got to train them. You got to train them. God, I want you to do it on the paper. I want you to do it outside, not, not, not on my good carpet, not on my couch. I, I, I need for you to take that, take your business outside. And then as the pet grow, then the pet will identify to you that it's time for me to go outside. I, I, I don't want to be inside. I want to be outside. But before they get to that point, they go wherever they want to go. I always said to myself, I wish that we, we, we would have introduced mask wearing years ago that then that when my mother told me to clean up behind the pet, I could have put my mask on and then I could have gone out there and then I, I would have been much more effective, but I could still see myself get heaving and trying to get all the, the, the stuff cleaned up and, and all of that. But, but I want to tell you that it, that it might have been smelly on the ark, but at least I'm alive. <laughs> oh, at least I'm alive. I'm alive. I'd rather be on a smelly ark than out there in the ocean with no life raft. I've come to tell somebody that that's why I want to be in the house of God, and I'm not here looking at people. I'm looking to God for a new message. Whatever it is, God, that you want to do, whatever it is that you want to say to me, I don't want to be in one of the bad fish thrown away, but I want to be the good fish, and I want to be in the crate. Let me drop one more, and then we can wrap this thing up. The third thing is the consequence of rejecting God will lead to an uncomfortable end. It's, a, it's, it's going to be an uncomfortable place if you reject God. The God said, come unto me all you that labor and the heavy laden and I will give you rest and I'm thanking God that if I accept that message I get the joy of the Lord I get a peace that's beyond understanding I get somebody who can walk with me and talk with me I get somebody who's got my back my top my, my side I, I'm surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses I'm seeing I, I'm, I'm serving a God who can make a way out of no way I'm 
serving a God who can fight my battles. I'm serving a God who can, yes, lead me along life's path. And even when I messed up, he's a God of another chance. Well, I got to share in verse number 49. And then it says, that is the way. It will be at the end of the world. The angels will come, separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's not where I want to go. That's an uncomfortable end. But I'm looking to another place where I can rejoice. I'm looking to another place where I can lift up my hands. Yes, Lord, and give God praise. Is there anybody here early this morning and you don't mind? Say, I will bless the Lord at all times because he's worthy not of some praise, but he's worthy of all the praise. Where are my praises this morning? I don't mind blessing the Lord. I got a new message from an old story. I'm thinking, God that he can he will he's able oh yes he is won't he do it he'll answer my prayers he's a friend who sticks closer than a brother he's a mother for the motherless father for the fatherless lawyer in a courtroom doctor in a sick room he's the balm of Gilead he's the fairest of 10,000 he's a bright and morning star he's a mighty good God never lost a battle, never lost a case. No matter what goes on, giants will come down. Fire can't burn me up. Lions can't eat me up. I'm thanking God I can walk on water and give God praise. Do I have a witness in here? And I'm getting all that from the word of God. A living word, a powerful word, a healing word, a saving word. Do I have a witness here? I will praise his name. That's why you got you to gotta have a praise and you got to get it out. Let go and let God. Do I have a witness here? Do you love him? He's a mighty good God. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Because every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. He puts clapping in my hands, joy in my heart. I love the Lord. I, 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 I love the Lord because he's a mighty good God. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, 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 yes, he is. Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you, do you, do you, do you, do you love him? And if you love the Lord, you ought to praise his name. Come on, Highland Park. Praise his name from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. I will, I, 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 I will praise, praise, praise. Glory. A new message.
from an old story. And the great thing is, the story never gets old. Never gets old. It's I'm being renewed every day. A new message from an old Oh, go ahead and let it go, Nate. Go ahead and let it go. Let it go. Let it. Because somebody else needs to let it go. Hey! You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I'm working on it.